Kingdom speakers, welcome back to the podcast. If you listen for the next 45 minutes, there are gifts waiting for you in this episode. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Cameras aren't working. Man, oh man, we're lucky to get this show off the ground today. Wow. Oh man. No, we are wow. Re- we're, we're recording, so we're good. Wow. Are we actually recording? Yep. Can you hear us out there? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yes. back. Yes. Welcome back. Yes. We're about to release the first gift. <laughs> if you're in a full self-driving vehicle, put your hands up in the air and you will receive it. <laughs> if not... Keep your hands on the wheel. One hand will do. <laughs> yeah. Pastor Joseph O. Kuda says this on YouTube. Wow. Just wow. Such awakening statements here from Bishop Buxton. The pinnacle of apostolic leadership is not pastoring. And he says, I think that leadership doesn't, leadership that doesn't plan for and invest for success that will span beyond their lifetime is a tragedy that must be avoided. He goes on, and that is on the Apostolic Leadership Podcast that we just dropped with Bishop Buxton. Wasn't that awesome? Yes. And he was great. And we say Pastor anything. Joseph is from uh, Nairobi. No way. Kenya, absolutely. Let's say amen to Pastor Joseph in Nairobi. Amen. Thank you for listening. He Thank actually you. had sent us a message uh, a few weeks ago and mm-hmm. said that he would he would appreciate an episode on transition. Wow. Leadership transition. Wow, that's cool. So evidently that resonated. So God bless you, Pastor Joseph. Yes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening, Nairobi, Kenya. Man, are we actually going to release gifts today or would we just teasing them? One for you. <laughs> One for you. <laughs> I have a gift of podcasting. I can feel it working. Really? Mm. I can feel it right now. Wow. Yeah. What's it feel like? Yeah. It's, I can't describe it. You can't? No. no. Can you give it to other people? No. No, no. I, I want it. It's yours and yours alone. Yes. yes. Is I was, that why I you was, guys won't give any merch away? You want it for yourself? Or? I was given the gift. And... uh it's mine. It's mine. I'll never forget it. <laughs> oh, man. How you doing today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> what are we actually going to talk about? <laughs> I just do the intros here. Yeah. Yeah. And based on the intros, we decide what we're going to talk about. And we're going to talk about and we're it. trying to figure out what you were saying. Yeah, so this episode is just the mm-hmm. gift that keeps on giving. It <laughs> is. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Nice. Yeah. Just keep listening. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It's not about Christmas. Gifts. Mm-hmm. So we're going we're gonna to step into the minefield of yes. fruit of the Spirit versus gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. And the comparison and contrast mm-hmm. of the both and the necessity of them both. That's right. 
let's get the qualifiers out there. Yeah. Right away. Absolutely. That's right. If you're gonna if you're gonna if you're gonna share something about this and comment, make sure you share all of it. Right. That's right. Um so I think we need to start with Genesis fifteen mm-hmm. and let's just dive in and see see Old what comes Testament. out of this. Old Testament. Old really? Testament. Really? I thought the gifts Okay. All right. Listen, I'm not going to question you. Going to go Old Testament. Go ahead. Give some pushback. Let's go. Genesis 15.1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision, saying, Fear not, Abram. I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? Mm. And the steward of my house is this Eliezer of Damascus. And Abram said, Behold... To me thou hast given no seed, and lo, one born in my house is mine heir. And behold, the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, This shall not be thine heir, but he that shall come forth out of thine own bowels shall be thine heir. And he brought him forth abroad and said, Look now toward heaven, and tell the stars, if thou be able to number them. And he said unto him, So shall thy seed be. And he believed in the Lord, and he counted it to him for righteousness. Yeah. What a promise. Mm-hmm. Fear not, Abraham. I am thy shield mm-hmm. and thy exceeding great reward. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this promise is one that is uh, for sure for the Jewish nation. Mm-hmm. It has become a guiding beacon for them. Mm-hmm. But also, I mean, that, that's one that we, as, as the spiritual children of Abraham, mm-hmm. we, we find ourselves in times of need, going back to the yes. reassurance yes. that he will be our reward and he will be our shield. Mm-hmm. So, what we what we need to expound on mm-hmm. is the fact that that's not where it started the first two words mm-hmm. three words mm-hmm. make sure i get just, that right just, just pull a biden after the th- <laughs> yeah. yeah i have two words to say about this <laughs> none of your business yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i like it yeah. so the first two words <laughs> yeah. i fixed it Okay. Oh, Three words after these things. Mm-hmm. Obviously denotes that there's something we need to look at. So what happened before this? Right. Mm-hmm. So uh, Genesis 14 mm-hmm. provides some incredible context for what we just read. That's right. In Genesis 15. And I think we need to go back there to really get that setting right. So Abraham had had stepped out by faith when God spoke to him mm-hmm. and, and said, come out of thy country, That's leave right. thy kindred, and I want you mm-hmm. to, to, to walk the length, the breadth, yep. the depth yep. of this land that will become yours. Mm-hmm. And what a giant of a man. Oh, right. What what a man of faith. 
to mm-hmm. walk out not knowing not where knowing. he was going, but yet willing to traverse the the full scope of a land that he would never possess. True, he was willing to walk as a stranger in a land that his children would would would, would call his own, mm-hmm. their own. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to be that kind of a man. I want to be that kind of a leader that is willing to invest and put the sweat equity into into regions that I may never even get the benefit and the return off. What a man. And that takes faith to do that. So Abraham steps out. He leaves his country. He does everything that God says with this exception. The exception is that he brings Lot with him, his nephew. That's true. And God said, don't just leave your country but leave your kindred. Wow. So we always say Abraham was amazing, but yet we don't necessarily point out that he was yeah. breaking. And, and we, we have no hesitation to say he was a man of faith. Yeah. Abraham left it all. Right? <laughs> and we don't mind saying that he, that he disobeyed, mm-hmm. but here's the Here's the quandary of this. He was both walking in faith and in disobedience at the same time. Yeah, let let that settle in. Can I get an amen? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that even possible? Clearly. Mm -hmm. Clearly it is. Enough faith to leave the country, but not enough to leave the kindred. Not quite enough. So here he is walking both in faith and disobedience simultaneously and 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 what a conundrum that is mm-hmm. okay um, our human propensity when we see something like that is to say a man that is walking in disobedience is a man that deserves the judgment of God mm-hmm. and so we know how God's going to deal with Abraham he's gonna, he's, he disobeyed Yep. He's going to cause uh, all of his livestock to die. Mm-hmm. He's going to make uh, all of his children. Uh, he don't have children. <laughs> Getting ahead of myself. Mm-hmm. He's going to make all of his servants get sick. Ain't going to be blessed. It's, there's going to be no blessings no here. No success there. Because you are disobedient. Mm-hmm. The reality is, is that God allowed both Abraham and Lot mm-hmm. to experience a degree of blessing mm-hmm. that is almost staggering. Mm. And it really can set you back on your heels going, how can a man that is in disobedience be blessed? Mm-hmm. So it's important that we that we talk about this because as young people, you need to understand that not everybody that walks away from God, not everybody that rebels, not everybody that disobeys, Mm. is going to, in the short term, suffer plagues, calamities, death, destruction. There are times that God uses blessing to accomplish his purpose and to push his people Mm. into the right perspective. They were so blessed, so blessed, had grown so much, had been so fruitful, 
mm-hmm. that their servants mm-hmm. begin striving with one another. So you're saying God doesn't just judge you or pressure you into places. Sometimes he will bless you. Yes. Hmm. Yes. There's and a purpose to everything. There is a purpose to everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So they, they're not squabbling and fighting and striving over the last blade of grass because they're starving to death. No, these guys were living large. They're, exactly. Yeah. Literally. Exactly. Yeah. So now we're running out of space mm-hmm. for all of the livestock. And, we're just too and big, man. <laughs> it's, it's too big. Too big. And so the, the, the tendency is to say, God is in this man. Like, this is as good yeah, as Yeah, that's it gets. a good point. Mm-hmm. The blessings of God are not always mm-hmm. proof of the approval of God. Hmm. There are times that he is blessing you to lead you to that point where, you know what, you need to go ahead and do what I told you to do. Mm-hmm. Separate from Lot. Now, I, I do think we have to we have to put this qualifier in there. This doesn't last forever. God will not bless disobedience forever. Right. Right? That's right. There comes a point when the blessing brings you to that pivotal moment mm-hmm. where you go, I'm going to stop being disobedient. Mm-hmm. I'm going to embrace the fine print details of the of the vision God gave me, and I am going to walk separated from country and kindred. If Abraham would have continued on with Lot, God would have. Somewhere, the blessing tap would have been shut off. Hmm. So it doesn't last forever. But it was blessing that set up this this separation between Lot Mm -hmm. and Abraham. Mm -hmm. And so now they're they're, they're striving, squabbling, and, and the strife is getting to a place where Abraham looks at Lot and says, all right, you make the choice. You've got to go one way, and I've got to go another way. Mm-hmm. And the strife really even wasn't between Abraham and Lot. Yeah, but it's between it was all those people underneath him. Yeah, mm-hmm. must have been quite a quite a gong show erupted. But again, it comes back because they weren't supposed to be together, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? That's right. So we really have to do what God says if we want. If we want the to embrace the totality of the vision, seems logical. Yeah. Yes. Like, we really need to play the God. game according to the rules I gave you, boy. Yeah. Can I quote you on that? Yes. You really need to obey what God says. This God, yes. this God guy is. Yeah, he says, seems to be picky about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of this covenantal speak. If I do this, you do this. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So Lot lifts up his eyes, sees the watery, lush. Mm-hmm. plains of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he says, that's where I want to go. And Abraham says, good, I don't want to go there. I want to go here. Mm-hmm. And so this works best for both of us. So they separate their ways. Why? To stop the strife. Mm-hmm. Why? Ultimately, so that Abraham can be in 100% obedience. So now we have Abraham walking in obedience and faith. Mm-hmm. That's a powerful combination Hmm. it is then that god begins speaking to abraham and revealing the next steps for him Mm -hmm. speaks in visions talks to him 
okay? There's, there's that certain element of the details that you'll never get until you are in complete and total compliance with the terms God gave you. Hmm. And so, Abraham, you are now separate from your country. You're now separate from your kindred. Here's how it's going to work. Meanwhile, Lot is now setting up his new life in Sodom and Gomorrah, and by extension of the selection that he made Mm -hmm. to move to Sodom and Gomorrah, he inherits all of Sodom and Gomorrah's haters. He inherits all of Sodom and Gomorrah's vices. He's now living in a city that is on the radar of some kings that are surrounding it. And they're going, we want that city. Lot moves in not realizing. He didn't see all that when he chose. He painted a target on his back. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Right? That's right. I'm there for the water. I'm there for the lush green grass. You know, Scripture says that he even... He even thought it was Eden. How twisted could that be? Wow. wow. I've, I've discovered wow. Eden. This is paradise. Oof. Everything is not how it appears. Mm-mm. Okay? So now Lot finds himself awakening to uh, the equivalent of the air raid sirens going off. Mm-hmm. Um, we got some folks that want this city. Mm-hmm. And so there is a collective military campaign that is executed against Sodom and Gomorrah, and they take the king of Sodom and Gomorrah captive, and they take Lot and his family captive, and they plunder Sodom and Gomorrah. Mm -hmm. Word gets to uh, Abraham, that Lot has been taken captive. And Abraham is is sitting under the tent flap of his new new home, (laughs) and he he hears the message that... The tent. Yeah. Right? Right. Mm -hmm. He he didn't move into uh, a cultivated development like Lot did. Right. He's still mobile. And so... He, um, because of the strife that had been between him and Abraham, Abraham and Lot, and the the, the tangling and, and 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 separation that ensued, mm-hmm. he's sitting there supping on his cup of tea. And when he hears that Lot is taken captive, he goes, "Good enough for him." <laughs> yeah, I told you so. Yeah, had this coming to him. See if he'd have been, he should have got his servants a little bit more in order. Oh my. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, actually, that's not what happened. Abraham refused to allow the strife mm-hmm. between him and his brother to become something that forced him, not even forced him, something that permitted him. To take up sides with his enemy. Wow. So because we have distance between me and my brother, uh, I'm going to side with his enemy. And I'm going to go, yeah. Take him out. Good enough. Happy to see me. Happy to see that my brother is taken captive. Wow. Mm Way to stay. Mm -hmm. No, he was a man of faith. 
And he said, uh, no, I'm not going to do that, actually. Uh, boys, and he looks at his servants, mm-hmm. arm up. Yeah. We got a I brother may in not see eye to eye with my brother, yep. but I'm not going to let an enemy do this to him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Abraham looks at the servants that he's raised in his own house, and he says, let's go, boys. Let's go rescue him. The irony of this, he is leading a campaign, a military campaign against political powers. Mm-hmm. And he's doing it from a bunch of guys that are sleeping in tents and wandering around aimlessly, not knowing where they're going. Mm-hmm. But clearly on that journey, Abraham had continued to cultivate a defense mechanism in them, a military grade ability to defend themselves. Abraham was quite a guy. He wasn't just some old man with a, with a stick in his hand, wandering around, uh, looking at the sky and counting, and counting grains of sand. No, Abraham, even though he wasn't in a city and he didn't know where he was going, was continuing to cultivate leaders in his own house, servants in his own house, that he had enough confidence in that I can lead them and we can go rescue Lot. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a there's a proverb somewhere, I don't know the origin of it, but it says the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yes. Right? Yes. It's a very dangerous thing. Yes. Okay, we see that in the life of Pilate and Herod. Yes, exactly. Who were rivals. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But the common enemy in Jesus Christ Strange bedfellows. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So it was... It not was, careful. Right. When, you know, Abraham could have easily said, well, looks good on him. It does. Right? Hope it works out for you. Shouldn't he, have picked Sod- chose, Sodom and Gomorrah. You chose it. I gave you first pick. Should have went right. Right. Mm. Yeah. Just because stuff. there's strife doesn't mean he's your, not your brother anymore. <sighs> Boom. Boom. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm going not to get. I'm not going to get restitution of everything that we've been striving over. Mm-mm. I'm going for reconciliation. I want my brother back. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. And though we may not see eye to eye on everything, he does not deserve mm-hmm. to be taken captive. What would happen in the apostolic movement if, if we would? Fight a little harder for our brethren, even the ones that we've had strife with. Everyone knows it was a bad All right, decision. that's good, folks. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, I was going to say, we can wrap yeah. up. Yeah. Uh, the amens are deafening. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, Don't allow strife between brethren to cause us to be divided over who our enemy is. Mm-hmm. Our enemy is the same. Mm-hmm. Our enemy is the same. And so he goes, why don't you read Genesis 14 and verse, um, I guess we start at verse 14. He hears that Abraham hears that he's taken captive and he arms his trained servants. Mm-hmm. Born in his own house, 318 and pursued them unto Dan and he divided himself. Does that not say a, a bit about the magnitude of the caravan that traveled with <laughs> Abraham? 318 trained uh-huh. servants. And he divided himself against them. 
he and his servants by night and smote them and pursued them unto Hobah, which is on the left hand of Damascus, if you were wondering. And he brought back all the goods and also brought again his brother Lot. He brought back all the goods that were destroyed. He brought back his brother Lot and and his his goods. goods. And the women also and the people. So it was a successful zigzag moment. Pursue and recover all. Mm -hmm. Go get it. Mm -hmm. Abraham brings all of this stuff back. Lot is exceedingly grateful. You bet. There is a a victorious vibe Mm -hmm. in the city. Mm -hmm. And Abraham says, okay, boys, we're going back to the tents. Back on the trail we go. Yep. Lot is moving back into his new home, Mm -hmm. and we're going back out to the tents. And on the way out, the king of Sodom, Mm -hmm. in verse 17 of Genesis 14, says, The king of Sodom went out to meet him after his return from the slaughter of... Oh, yeah. Yep. Come on, say it. This you're make, good, you're this good would with make pronunciation. A good, uh, this would make a good Apple ID. Chur, chur de Lamer <laughs> of the kings that were with him. Chur, at the valley. There's, no, there's no R before that D. Chur. Ched, cheddar, cheddar Lamer. <laughs> wow, that flows off the tongue nicely. At the valley of Shava, which is the Kingsdale, and Melchizedek, king of Salem, brought forth bread and wine, and he was the priest of the Most High God. And he blessed him and said, Blessed be Abram of the Most High God, possessor of heaven and earth. Yeah. And blessed be the Most High God, which hath delivered thine enemies into thy hand, and he gave him tithes of all. And the king of Sodom said unto Abram, Give me the persons and take the goods to thyself. So everything that you just brought back, you can keep it. Just give me the people. Mm-hmm. And you can have the stuff. It's my gift to you. All the spoil, basically. All the spoil. Just got. Okay. You're, you're plundering. You yep. get it all. And Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have lifted up mine hand unto the Lord, the most high God, the possessor of heaven and earth. Uh-huh. That I will not take from a thread, even to a shoe latchet, and that I will not take anything that is thine, lest thou shouldest say, I have made Abram rich. Wow. And what a perspective. Wow. <laughs> you know, the interesting thing here is we have no no record of when he done that. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that was obviously a one-on-one moment with Abraham wow. where he told God before he left to go get Lot. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go get him, and if you'll help me. That's right. Yeah. I won't take one thing. Wow. Okay? Tells you a lot about the character of the man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Save only that which the young men have eaten, and the portion of the men which went with me, Aner, Eshel, and Mamer. Let them take their portion. Let them take their portion. So those would be his servants. So those would be some of the 318 mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that were with him. Mm-hmm. Now, while many of us would be reveling in the moment, mm-hmm. the victory of the moment, it's almost like Abraham is a disconnected. Do you, do you pick up a disconnect there? Sure, yeah. Right? What, why wouldn't Abraham at least bring home something? All he so wanted that, was Lot, basically. 
He said, I just want, and Lot's staying there. Mm -hmm. He just wanted Lot free. Mm -hmm. And remember, this is someone that they'd been squabbling for however long prior to this, they've been squabbling and said, okay, we need to go our, we need to go our separate, separate paths. It begs the question, mm-hmm. why did Abraham refuse the gifts that the king of Sodom okay. was giving him? Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm certain that this probably put the king of Sodom a bit off of his game. Abraham looks at him and says, give something to the boys. They deserve it. As for me, mm-hmm. I don't want none of your stuff. Mm-mm. I don't want a gift. I don't want a thread. Bro, that's quite. <laughs> or a shoe latchet. <laughs> Not taking a thing. Nothing. I don't want anything. Because if I get something, it's going to be from God. You're not going to be able to say you gave it to me. Wow. Okay. I don't want hear this now remember we're talking we're talking gifts of the spirit fruit of the spirit we're going to get there mm-hmm. i don't want a gift from a man wow if i have a gift i want it from god hmm. i don't want a thread from a man i don't want a shoe latchet from a man. Mm-hmm. And Abraham spins and walks out. Mm-hmm. And a few of the 318 are high-fiving about the stuff that they got. And Abraham is drudging his way back to the tent. Now again, we read about what we know what's coming because we read it. We we're know that God's fixing to tell him. We're still in the after these things portion right. of the story. Right. Yeah. Right. Don't run ahead. Yeah. Abraham walks all the way from Sodom back to wherever he came from mm. without any assurance that God is going to speak to him, that God is going to tell him, I will be your reward. Mm-hmm. Okay? No assurance. Throws a ten flat back. Hmm. With seeming complete and total disconnectedness for the gifts. Hmm. And it is here that we realize there is a gnawing vacancy in Abraham's life mm-hmm. that a gift could not fill. Hmm. So you need more than gifts is what you're saying. And God speaks to him mm-hmm. in a vision that night and says, fear not, Abraham. Mm-hmm. This I'm, is the context. Yes. Mm-hmm. I am going to be your shield, yep. and I am going to be your exceeding mm-hmm. great reward. You will not be a pauper. Yeah, you just turned down. Right. You just turned down. Mm-hmm. Gifts, plunder, notoriety, yep. fame, Mm-hmm. Turned it all down. Sure did. Because you didn't want it from men. Mm-hmm. You wanted it from God. I'm telling you, the men that are willing to get the gifts from God get exceeding great gifts. Mm-hmm. Far more than what a natural king can give you. Mm-hmm. Far more than what an earthly ministry can give you. Yeah. 
Okay? Mm -hmm. It's time that we get a generation that says, if I'm going to get a gift, it's going to be from God. And when I get it, everybody will know it's God that made me rich. Yeah, do you think maybe, I don't know, I want to say the lazy way, but maybe the easier way is to try to hang around somebody who has a bunch of stuff. Hang around the gifted and hope, hope you can pick up something they drop. Hang around the gifted. Right? Wow. Mm-hmm. And so it is there that you would think, Abraham hearing, God is going to be my exceeding great reward. Mm -hmm. God is going to be my shield. Abraham, you will never have to dispatch 318 servants to defend yourself. I'm going to be your shield. I mean, he's, he's literally just coming back from defending Lot. That's right. Abraham was the shield for Lot. And God's saying, you'll never, Lot won't, you'll never have to call Lot to rescue you. You'll never have to depend on a brother to rescue you. I am going to be your shield. Mm -hmm. I am going to be your exceeding great reward. You would think in that moment that Abraham would go, Glory to God in the highest. Just got a word. <laughs> this is it. That's what we do when we read that. Mm -hmm. We read that we are not to fear mm -hmm. as the spiritual children of Abraham. Right. That we are not to fear. We have a divine shield and we have a divine source of gifts. And we go berserk over that. Mm -hmm. And Abraham didn't even say thank you. Notice what Abraham said. Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? <laughs> ah, you're, you're trying to buy me with gifts, God, and I have this gnawing vacancy in my life. I am not fruitful. Mm -hmm. I can't produce fruit. Don't need a gift. Listen, mm -hmm. gifts are not the answer to everything. What good is a gift if I'm going childless? Mm -hmm. You are going to give me a gift. And what benefit is, is it to me? All I have is servants. Mm -hmm. And if, if, if I rack up all of these gifts, and, and, and I've already proven that I won't take them from men, but even if you give me gifts, God, what good is it? At the end of my life, when I die, my servants are going to divide up all of my gifts. That's right. And it's just going to be a memoir of what used to be. That's right. I need fruit mm -hmm. to be the rails that the gifts run on. I need fruit to be what will get. Okay, it's it's the fruitfulness of 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 an Abraham that gets the gifts from one generation to another generation That's to right. another generation That's to right. another generation that thousands of years later we're still talking about. And Abraham is a whole lot more mature spiritually than what we even give him credit for in this moment. He's going, I, the new car smell is going to wear off mm -hmm. in a hurry. Mm -hmm. But if I don't have a son, 
I have nobody to leave the gift to. And then it's just going to be a celebration of life at the end of my life about what kind of a man he was and a memoir of what used to be. Wow. That, boys and girls, is why you need more than gifts. Mm -hmm. Yes. Too many. Help us, Jesus. (laughs) Too many are content with gifts from men while they remain childless. Wow. Mm -hmm. Too many ministries are pursuing being gifted Hmm. when they can't produce fruit. And they try to fill up the vacancy and lack of fruit with the presence of gifts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The abundance of gifts will never make up for the lack of fruit. Can't do it. Never. Never. Mm -mm. And so we have a generation that is intoxicated with spiritual gifts, but they remain spiritually childless. Man. Listen. What are the gifts that people are going after? Well, we, 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 we can itemize them in just mm-hmm. a moment, but let me throw this at you. Mm-hmm. First and foremost, this is not to be interpreted as anti-gift. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's tr- yeah, it's, exactly. It's, it's fruit. We still all run back to, he is our reward. Mm-hmm. So it, but it's the fruit that is needed to keep the gift sustainable. It's the fruit that makes the gift sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I'm afraid in our discussion of spiritual gifts versus spiritual fruit, we've got it backwards. Mm -hmm. We have the fruit as the addendum to the gift rather than the other way around. Mm -hmm. Okay, That makes perfect sense, yeah. So the question that we must ask ourselves is this. He said, these signs shall follow them that believe. So we are pursuing signs, wonders. Mm -hmm. That's the Gifts of the Spirit, mm-hmm. healings, miracles, tongues. Mm-hmm. We're desiring these gifts. That's right. Okay? And again, please remember, the king of Sodom can't give that to you. Another man cannot give that to you. You can't hobnob with another man long enough for him to be able to give you a spiritual gift. Mm-hmm. That's God's to give. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I understand that there's impartation and there's mantles and all of that, but but God is the dispatcher of the gift. Yes, and those gifts, yeah, they follow us. Mm-hmm. They follow us. The fear that I have is that we have a generation that's running after gifts, and it's out of order. Mm-hmm. The gifts. The gifts are supposed to be following us. Mm-hmm. And here's what worries me. A wicked and an adulterous generation seeketh a sign. Mm-hmm. True. True. They're just after the sign. They're after the sign. They're after the, they're after the sensational. They're after the gift. They are chasing it. When the authentic generation, the authentic believer, has the gift chasing them. Ooh. Boom. Big difference. So where the gifts are in relation to you says a lot about you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the gifts are following you, yeah. you're a believing, righteous generation. But if you are pursuing the gifts and you're just on this mad search, 
where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Mm -hmm. It tells me a lot about who you are, mm -hmm. where the gifts are in relationship to you. Tells a lot about you. Amen. So when you go back to the beginning and you see man in his unfallen condition, mm -hmm. no disobedience, no sin, made in the image of God, they are put in a garden and they are commissioned to be fruitful. That's right. Fruitful. Fruitful. Be fruitful. Mm -hmm. He never once looked at Adam or Eve and said, be gifted. Yeah. This is a gift garden. <laughs> yeah. Right? Uh, how about this for controversy? Controversy. He did not say that it was going to be a Christmas tree. <laughs> With gifts under it. <laughs> now you wonder what I believe. Uh, this okay. next episode. Yeah. yeah. Listen. No, this is a fruit tree. Yeah, exactly. Okay? Do not rate spirituality on the presence of gifts. Mm-hmm. Be fruitful, Adam. Be fruitful, Eve. In fact, my humble submission and how it seems how we're just jumping out on the edge of oh, the yeah, ragged we're way edge out there now. Okay. My submission is that the first act of disobedience was not eating fruit. The first act of disobedience was that they weren't fruitful. Hmm. Adam and Eve should have been producing children in the garden. Hmm. If she'd have been nursing a baby, she'd have had a whole lot less time to be talking with a snake. Mm -hmm. They started getting off track because they didn't produce fruit. And the church will get off track every time if we stop producing fruit. Let me stop you there and ask the audience. You know the question when you hear the music. Have you subscribed to Kingdom Speak? <laughs> We will release gifts over you in the next five seconds. Gifts or gifs? <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you to the audience. Continue to grow, and it's because of you guys. So thank you very much for listening, sharing with your friends, commenting, leave us a review. It all adds up. Thank you very much. So uh, you asked a moment ago about mm -hmm. what are these gifts that we're talking about. So let's, mm. let's talk about it. Mm -hmm. First Corinthians chapter 12 mm -hmm. and um, verse number one. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. Yes. Now there are diversities of gifts in verse four, but the same spirit. And that, there are, that's huge. It's, it's, it's diverse gifts, mm -hmm. same spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the yes. same Lord. Right. Yes. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. Yes. Yes. Verse 8. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, and another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. Verse 10. To another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another diverse kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and the self same spirit, dividing to one, dividing to every man severally 
as he will. So the word of wisdom, the word of knowledge, the word of faith, gifts of healing, Mm -hmm. the working of miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, diverse tongues, interpretation of tongues. Now, again, for those who would like to 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 posture that we are anti-gift, I would like to ask you which one you don't want. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves gifts. Mm-hmm. I want the top one. You Word could, of wisdom. You could use it. <laughs> oh. oh, that was a word of wisdom. Oh. <laughs> Boom. Uh. Okay. Yeah. But I think you can tell by reading down through the through the list, there are certain gifts that are more easy easily sensationalized. Oh my, yes. Than others. Okay? Mm-hmm. This is not anti-gift. First Corinthians one and seven, Paul clearly says to them, I'm writing to you because I do not want you to be behind mm-hmm. in any gift. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the gifts of the Spirit are not spare tires. They are not ancillary uh, upgrades to your walk with God. They mm-hmm. are needed elements. Uh, there, there are times in discussion, if I'm counseling someone, mm-hmm. where I thank God for a word of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It, it, it comes to you, and, when, and, and you know when you get it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yet... All of these gifts, as they operate within the body of Christ, they, they, they operate in their own way, diversity of gifts, mm-hmm. same spirit, differences of administration, same Lord, mm-hmm. diversities of operations, same God, okay? And so I have been, I, I want to give a, a, a personal example of this. I have I have been in meetings, and I was in a meeting at uh, Elder Gary Howard's a number of years ago, and tongues and interpretation went forth. The power of God was so strong in that moment, mm-hmm. so strong. When I tell you, I literally fell to my knees. Nobody had to tell me that God had just spoke. Okay? God spoke. And not only did God speak, he spoke to me through that moment. Mm -hmm. I can relive that moment, and I know what he told me. Mm -hmm. The gift of the Spirit was in operation at that moment. Mm -hmm. Okay? So I believe it. I treasure it. I hang on to it. But the reality is, it is so easy to sensationalize this stuff. Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Okay? That um, I'm going to give you one that I know was off track. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> All right. Tighten your grip on the steering wheel. <laughs> Every, everybody has a You're, story. Oh, you know they do. You know they do. Pentecost. And, and this is not to denigrate the authentic. No. But we must highlight the cheapening of the gifts. These things are valuable. So quit running around handing them out like Dollarama store candy. 
Mm-hmm. Okay? So I'm hearing a guy preach. It's in an incredibly uh, small church. Mm-hmm. Small. He is there preaching. He is an elder. Mm-hmm. He's anointed of God. He is preaching faith into this, into this fledgling group of people. Mm-hmm. Sadly, it was not a congregation. I do not say this disparagingly at all, but it was not an upstart where we're glad to have six because we had none last time. Mm-hmm. It's a church that was on the decline. Mm-hmm. And so God was clearly using his man to try to stir up faith in these people. And so he preached, and, and, and for the preachers that are in the audience, you know when you preach a particular angle, and, and, and while you're preaching it, you're going, man, this, this almost sounds unbalanced, because uh, come back and hear me preach the other side of this later. Mm-hmm. And he is preaching, and God has anointed him, and he's preaching, it is never too late. And I mean, he just keeps nailing it. It is never too late. It is never too late. And God is sanctioning what he's saying. I mean, the Holy Ghost is present. It's there. And and you can see faith slowly beginning. And he's blowing on the embers of this congregation. And so he he just continues to reiterate, God's arm is never too short. His ear is never deaf. Mm -hmm. He opens up the altar, and we all go to the front. And there's plenty of room. And we're standing up to the front. And you can feel it. And, mm-hmm. and I'm like, you know what? Here we go. Oh, you just have that feeling. Here we go. Here Everything we go. Real quiet. So I moved to the side because I, I wanted to be prepared for the moment. And so tongues goes forth. Mm-hmm. And when it goes forth, an individual begins to declare, thus saith the word of the Lord. And they say, thus saith the word of the Lord. Mm-hmm. If you don't move tonight, it will be too late. <laughs> oh. And I'm leaning against the you can't wall. can't be serious. Going, God just spoke for the last 45 minutes explicitly and clearly that it's never too late. Right. And then you just stood and said, God said, it's going to be too late. Hmm. There are times God will say it's going to be too late. But that wasn't the time. Oh, man. But it's as if we have become pursuers of gifts. Okay? Paul is highlighting this. He does not want the church in Corinth to come behind in any spiritual gift. Mm -hmm. Okay? But he needs to help them moderate the gifts. Mm -hmm. So he begins dealing with, with a number of things. He says, when gifts, when the gifts go forward, one, interpretation, two, after that, after that, that's there's probably, no interpretation. That's probably then enough. let's stop. <laughs> let's stop. That's enough. Okay? Pray with the tongues, mm-hmm. but pray with the understanding. And 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 watch it. Don't, you know, what benefit is is it to the unbeliever? Exactly. If you're just all speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. So give the interpretation also. He gives a rule book. A rule book to govern the gifts. So for him to have done this at that time, evidently was getting out of hand then. For sure. You know, so the illustration you just used, not an illustration, but real life lived example. Yeah, exactly. 
it's not unique to us for it to be out of control or not handled properly, evidently. For him to write in a letter and say... It, we got it in a letter because it was being abused. <laughs> and again, I don't want this to be misinterpreted. The no, fact no. that somebody abuses it doesn't mean that there's not the authentic. There's still a real one, yeah. But we got to be real about this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, not, it's not always authentic, mm-hmm. okay? And so Paul institutes an entire rule book for how to govern the gifts of the Spirit. Mm-hmm. This is happening in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, where, where we skip over a huge portion of this. And I, I want to cite a source that, um, in preparation for this that we talked about. And I'm quoting, the Christians at Corinth had received an abundance of spiritual gifts, but they were lacking in spiritual graces. The kind of Christian character that the Holy Spirit longed to form in them. Keep in mind that Christian gifts are not necessarily a mark of Christian character. Wow. Continuing to quote, these Corinthian believers were carnal, yet they exercised wonderful mm-hmm. and miraculous gifts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were both carnal and gifted. They looked at the king of Sodom and said, yeah, come to think of it, I need some new shoelaces. Yep, I'll take one of I'll take. I'll take one of them. I'll take one of them. I'll take one of them. Okay? They yeah. could talk in tongues all day long, yeah. but not talk in their native tongue to their brother. Ooh. Wow. Okay? They were gifted, but they weren't fruitful. So just because someone has a gift does not necessarily mean that they're spiritual. I had an elder tell me that. He said, never be thrown off by the fact that gifted people are not always spiritual people. Hmm. Wow. Gifts are not proof of the blessings. and or, Sorry, gifts are not proof of the favor and approval of God. They're a gift. Without repentance. That's right. right. The gifts and callings of God are without repentance. He doesn't pull it back. Okay? Mm-hmm. So what you have to understand is that you, you, Paul is sensing this in the church in Corinth. He said, I've got a gifted church. They're not behind in any gift. Mm-hmm. But man, they're the most divisive, immoral, carnal bunch of people that I can even imagine. So he begins because they had become pursuant of gifts rather than dedicated to producing fruit. He begins, and, and, and we skip over this in 1 Corinthians 12 just a moment ago, but this is where he looks at them and said, you're one body. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that the eye can look at the ear and say, I don't need you. And there's no way that the hand can look right. at the foot and say, I'm more gifted than you. That's not your call to make. You are part of the body, singular. Mm-hmm. We are members in particular. So you may be gifted, but you are connected. And mm-hmm. you're not supposed to be divided. And we don't need the hand prophesying to the foot. We don't. We don't. No. So it is here that he says 
it's okay to be gifted, mm-hmm. but I have a few more things that I want to talk to you about. Mm-hmm. I've got some things. I'm, I'm concerned that you're so gifted, you're becoming divided. And when gifts divide, we have to introduce a more excellent way. Come back next week.